Welcome to Curating the Curious, the podcast that celebrates staying curious in life and never settling into a box. Hosted by former elementary teacher, television actress, LA realtor, wine slinger, salesperson, waitress, family photographer, and forever student of life, me, Leanna Azalini. I am doing things completely backwards today, and hopefully after I tell you this story, it'll all make sense. But right now, what you're listening to, I'm recording the morning of the release. I was supposed to have released this this morning, like early, early morning in the middle of the night. But at about 10 p.m. last night, I was laying in bed and I thought, you know what? I... I'm not ready to publish this thing. Something is missing. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to unpublish this. So so then I woke up this morning just thinking like, what in the heck am I doing? Why did I finish an entire episode and not release it this morning? And then I really started thinking about what I talked about in this episode And I realized that I am preaching something that I'm not practicing. And the way that I was able to figure this out was through my morning pages. So I'm waking up early in the morning, I'm writing these morning pages, and things come out that I don't really even realize are on my mind. And the one recurring theme in my pages recently is my obsession with numbers for this podcast. I have been obsessed. Like, why aren't they rising faster? Why isn't this happening? What? How do I do this? And I realized that I'm sitting here preaching to everybody about not caring about the numbers and not caring about the likes and not caring about the attention that your work gets while I'm sitting here completely <laughs> obsessed about it. So, you know, I feel like you've just got to be, if you actually want to inspire people or teach or lead in any way, you've got to be completely transparent. And I'm not here to pull the wool over anybody's eyes, trying to make you think that I've got it all together, because who in the world does? So I decided that I would talk about this. So I am placing this in the front of the pre-recorded podcast that I was already releasing. So if things don't match up quite the way you'd expect it later, this is why. I'm adding this in because I realized I was being a hypocrite and I'm also realizing that I've got to take my own advice and just know that my intentions for this podcast are being fulfilled. I did not start this to become number one in the podcasting world. I started this because I had a calling in my heart and I wanted to express myself and I wanted to connect in a deeper way and I'm fulfilling that. So I need to take my mind off of how many hundreds or thousands of listens I'm having each episode and just kind of like calm down. So I wanted to share this with you because I feel like if I'm going to dish out this advice, I've got to take it and I've also got to let you know when I'm not <laughs> when I'm not doing it myself. It's so important to keep your focus on why you're doing something. What is your driving force? What does it mean to you? Why did you originally set out to do this? You also have to pay attention to the people that you're affecting, even if it's two people that have 
commented on the work that you're putting out. That's two people that you've affected with your work. You know, when you spend too much time counting the numbers and the likes, you really forget how special it is that you're affecting even one life in a day when you put your work out. So this is my reminder to myself. This is me being transparent. I had to add this in here. Now you can listen to the rest of the episode and you'll realize at the end why I stuck this in. Okay, here we go. Now to the original episode. I've got a few things that I want to talk about today, but the first one is legacy, that mark that we leave behind in the world. Although I do think about legacy a lot, and it is the driving force behind a lot of my work, a lot of what I do, I've been thinking about it an extra amount in the last several days because we lost one of our own, Jody Sabatini of Yo Saba Saba. Her photos of her children were just absolutely beautiful, and I wanted to pay tribute. I also wanted to read a few words that her husband wrote about her. He wrote, Jody was a bright light wherever she went. She was a talented photographer who never believed the depth of her own talent. But despite her doubt, I could tell when she was truly proud of a magical session. And that really made me sad to read that. But I also felt like sharing it with everyone because I think this is something that affects us all. We don't realize the power and the reach of our art. It doesn't matter if you have thousands of followers like Jody did. Your art is affecting people and you are making your way in the world. The numbers don't matter. I don't think that she even grasped while she was here the effect that she had on people. And to see that her husband took the time to write that in these words about her lets you know how common and how human this feeling is. I know so many of us will miss Jody's work and seeing her beautiful photos, but I wanted to pay tribute to her. And Jody, you will be missed. When it comes to the topic of legacy and what you leave behind in this world, I feel like this is something I could talk about for days. It is the driving force behind my self-portraiture. It's the driving force behind even this podcast because I feel like I created it for something for my daughter to learn in the years to come. But how often do you just stop and think, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my driving force? Why do I create my art? Why don't I create my art, even though I want to? What's stopping you? What's pushing you? What are your reasons? What is your why? Once you come to a truly solid place where you know why you do what you do, you know what drives you, the self-doubt melts away. Worrying about what other people think of your art or, oh, why are they doing self-portraits? Are they vain? Those things, they start just disappearing because you know why you're doing what you do. Reading those words that Jody Sabatini's husband wrote about her this week really got me thinking about talking about this because we as artists, we water ourselves down too much. We don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. We don't appreciate what we're creating enough while we're here. The time is now. 
Jody's passing has just been another wake up call for me to say, you know what? I have something to say and I really want you to listen. There are too many people who doubt what they do. There are too many people stammering around, not making their waves in this world because they're afraid of offending someone or they're afraid of not being liked enough or they're afraid that they won't get enough likes on social media. To hell with that, man. Let's put our work out there and do it for you. Nobody else. Just you. Leave your legacy. Leave your mark the way that you see it. The way you want to be remembered. Okay, I'm going to calm down now. (laughs) I just, I really feel passionately about that. And I had to share it. But, you know, today I was in a talk with a group of other photographers in the new app called Clubhouse. And I'm going to say right now, if you don't know what it is, check it out. If you're not a part of it, find a way to get an invitation because if you're looking to connect with other artists and you're kind of, you know, the private messaging isn't quite enough, this this is it. I am finding such a big connection right now with this app. I'm able to finally talk to people that I've only been, you know, talking at through the podcast. I'm speaking with people that I've only private messaged on Instagram or Facebook, and we're talking. It's so cool. Uh, my handle is Liana Azzalini, L-E-A-N-N-A underscore Azzalini. Find me there because I'm going to start hosting rooms hopefully each week just to like have everybody come in and say hello, introduce themselves, talk about what art they do, and just develop a community because this for me is just so fulfilling getting to talk to people. But anyway, I was in a clubhouse talk today with Lauren Hayes and Anna Hornby. They brought me in to speak about self-portraiture. And I realized at the end that I don't really talk about self-portraiture on this podcast and it's kind of my main thing. (laughs) So I'm going to do that eventually, but I do want to bring on some of my friends who do it so that we can all talk about it together and get some more viewpoints. But we spoke about legacy today on Clubhouse and just I've just been really obsessed with the whole thought of What mark do you want to leave behind and what is stopping you? Gosh, please, let's work on... Everybody is being stopped by something. There's nothing wrong with that. But allowing it to keep you down forever? No, you've got to change it. We've got to work on it. So moving on to my next topic, I want to tell you about this thing that I learned this week and it blew my mind. I was listening to the poet Maggie Smith talk about her new book, Keep Moving, which I have not read, but I keep hearing about it. And I was glued to her every word. She talked about this thing that I've never heard of before. She talked about serotonous pine cones. And I don't know if you've heard of this before, but basically what a serotonous pine cone is, it's a pine cone that is sealed so tightly with this thick resin that it requires a forest fire in order to open it and for it to spread its seed and bloom again. So the whole idea about this is so symbolic. A small fire 
isn't enough to open this pine cone. It's got to be somewhat more of a catastrophic forest fire that is destroying acres and miles of land in order for it to grow. And it just really hit me. I, I just, I feel like if you have heard my episode where I tell my personal story of my life in, uh, I think it's episode number six, Thoughts Become Things. If you've heard me tell that story, it just, the serotonous pine cone just summed up so much for me. That is pretty much what I what I was before that day, before my life changed forever. I was a serotonous pine cone and no small whisper was able to make my change in my life. It had to be a catastrophic forest fire in order to break me open and change me and get me to grow. So I was just really blown away by that whole scientific (laughs) information that I was given. And it made me think of everything that the world has been through in the last year and how catastrophic all of this has been, the virus, the rights movements, the everything. But maybe so many of us are like serotonous pine cones. Maybe this world was one big serotonous pine cone and we've been broken open and it's time to grow. But I I wanted to introduce that idea because it just kind of comforted me to even think about that idea and knowing that something exists in the world that functions in that way. And sometimes that's the way we function too. We don't realize that these horrible events that we're going through are preparing us for the growth that we were supposed to meet. And now I always talk about a book and a quote. I just bought the book Practice by Seth Godin. I have not read it yet, but I did listen to him talk a lot about it on some podcasts. And if any of you are interested in hearing a different take on imposter syndrome and creative blocks, his take on things is, it's always just so different. I do have some friends that shy away from those woo type of things and they don't like it when it gets too hippy dippy. And Seth Godin covers these topics that artists deal with, but in a more scientific and business way, I guess you could say, rather than going into the woo. So I don't know. I like an even combination of both personally, but I I loved everything he had to say about it. So Seth Godin's practice, that's my book I am working on right now. I'm still doing the artist's way and I'm still doing the the pages, the morning pages every day. I think I'm I'm going to have somebody on to talk about the morning pages so that everybody knows what the heck I'm even speaking about <laughs> instead of boring you with it. But I'm still doing it. I'm getting up at 5.30 a.m., which I'm really proud of myself for doing. But hopefully I'll have someone on soon to really get into the pages talk and see if it's something that could work for you because it's for any artist. I think it was originally created for writers, but it can be used for any type of art blockage, like getting rid of it. The entire reason why I even bought practice by Seth Godin was because I am trying to develop a practice right now of waking up 
before dawn to do my morning pages, to center myself. I'm trying to get myself to learn to meditate, which is so not in my wheelhouse, but I'm trying. And I'm also trying to develop a weekly practice of getting this podcast out. So practice, developing a practice. And I wanted to read this quote that Seth Godin said about developing a practice. He said, you do it. You simply do it. You merely do it. You do it without commentary, you do it without drama, and you do it in service of whatever you're seeking to make a difference for. If it doesn't work today, you do it again tomorrow. This is the practice. That's what I'm working on right now in life. Just get up, get up at 5.30 and do it. It doesn't matter if it's good. No one's going to read my morning pages. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's just a practice that I'm developing. And with developing that practice and sticking to a commitment that you make to yourself every day, no matter what it is, it starts unfolding in other aspects of your life. It starts creating like a cement between the things that you wanted to do and the things that you do. As you can see, I'm working on self-discipline. This is, I've always been a very disciplined person in many ways and then completely undisciplined in others. So I'm just trying to connect the dots as I go. So I'm going to leave you with a very special quote that pertains to legacy and speaking your voice and being who you are regardless of what other people think. And it's one of my favorites. It's one that I put up for myself to encourage myself to do this podcast back when I was just terrified to even get a microphone from Amazon. So here it is. It is by Sue Monk Kid. Bless the largeness in me, even when I fear it. When I am dust, sing these words over my bones. She was a voice. Such a good one. I am a voice. You are a voice. We all have a voice. Let's find our voice together and let's use them. Let's encourage each other. Let's lift one another up. Let's use our voices and invite everyone to the table. That is my hope with this podcast. That is my hope with all that I do. And that is my hope for you. Thank you for listening. I hope I didn't have too many wind chimes in the background. It's a really windy day. But I decided to record anyway because I'm developing a practice. Thank you for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review. And just keep thinking, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is holding me back? What do I have to lose if I just go for it anyway? And like always, one, two, three. Stay curious. Stay curious, my friends, and you will be, if you are nice and kind, creative and curious, you can do anything in the world. Anything. Yes, anything if you be curious, creative, and nice.